everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our elders, Kyle Thompson. Hey, Emma. Great to be with you. Oh, it is good to have you back, Kyle. Uh, Last time you were here, we didn't have you share your story, Mm. how you came to know the Lord. I would love for you to take just a few minutes to tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Well, I I grew up in a great home, but it was not centered on Christ. Mm. Uh, I'd never heard the gospel until I went to college, and I'll never forget a guy uh, was sharing with me, and I just— my immediate thought was, if that is all true, then I would have heard it before now. Mm. And so I'd really dismissed all of that. Got interested in a young woman and started pursuing her. And she found out I was not a follower of Christ and very appropriately and gently let me know that she would love to be friends with me, but that that's as far as the relationship would go. And she shared the gospel with me in a way that, God, I really heard it, and it gave it credibility. And so that set me on a two-year journey in college. And I thought, you know, if she is interested in this, if this marks her life, I ought to at least learn more about it. So Josh McDowell had a huge impact on me. That's when he was on college campuses. And so I started an intellectual journey that ended up in a God piercing my heart, me trusting Christ my junior year of college, uh, she was dating someone at the time, and so I was mm. focused on next steps. And senior year, last semester, we were in a Bible study together and renewed our friendship, and God used that to uh, lead me a year later to ask her to marry me, and she wow. is now my wife, Lucina. Shout out, Lucina. <laughs> That's amazing. And you've got some kiddos, some grandkids. Yes. We've got Jordan here on staff, Audrey and John Burks are members, and our three precious little grandkids. My mom's a member here also. So oh, we have fun. four generations. That's uh, special. Through Watermark. So God's had a big impact on our life through this church. Well, praise him for that. It's encouraging. Um, Kyle, I'm going to let you just take it away. We're in Judges 7 through 8. Would love for you. Would love for you to share. Well, Gideon uh, has been a story that God has used to really impact me, and I think first of all, just the way God uses um, very unassuming folks that are really off the radar. And Gideon was someone who th- th- there was nothing special that marked him. Mm-hmm. And I love when God approached him. You know, just his humility, his surprise that God would even think that He could use he could, him. And yeah, of course. Uh, we see that in, in Judges 6. But in 7, there's a demonstration of faith that, that I pray that I would have someday. Gideon, God was going to use him for war, and he was going up against 130,000 men of war. And God whittled it down for Gideon to 300. And not only was it 300, but they went with torches and jars and trumpets Instead and not swords. Of, right. And it reminds me so much of, uh, you know, in Exodus 14, 14 is when Moses is at the edge of the Red Sea, hmm. which we read earlier in the, the journey. And God says, I will fight for you. And that's really, it's easy to say that. It's another when you're in the midst of... You know, the Egyptians in the Red Sea or, or, or for, you know, for, for Gideon, 300 against 103,000, 
uh, and your life depends on that. And so I, I love the faith of Gideon. It's a supernatural faith and a supernatural humility that God, only God can develop in us. Mm. And, you know, one of the things about the story, you know, as you move through and you get into to Judges 8, you see the consistency of, of Gideon's faithfulness. And so, Emma, I'm, I'm in the what I, what I call the fourth quarter of my life. I'm 64 years old. Psalm 90 tells us that uh, as for the days of our life, they contain 70 years. And if due to strength, 80, yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, and soon it is gone and we fly away. And so one of the things I do every week is I count down the number of weeks that I have. And um, as of the time of this journey, I'll be down to 304 weeks in my life. And what it does, it helps me reflect on the prior week and just think about what's faithfulness for the next week. What are the what are the big rocks in my life in addition to deepening in intimacy with God that I want to make sure I'm spending my time on and not to lose focus on that. And as you get to mm-hmm. the end of Judges Wait, 8, let me ask you a yeah. question on that. How do you practically, what does that time look like? This reflection time. Oh, so I, I have track? a, it's it's funny you ask, because I, I, I picked this up right before I came here. I, I have a I have a plan. You know, I do it every oh, year. Neat. It's what my life should look like for the year. And it, and it lists the, the six priorities of my time and not just the priorities, but then what this year those priorities will look like. It's my relationship with Christ. It's my relationship with Lucina, uh, with my kids, with my grandkids. I have a widowed mother and a widowed mother-in-law. I'm the male in their life. And then it, it's discipleship with young men. And then it's health. And so those are those are the big rocks the big of my rocks. life. And so if I'm doing things that don't involve those, then I'm off track with how God wants to use me, especially these last 309 weeks. So I'm doing a journal Bible for my two-year-old granddaughter. I've done one for the rest of the family. And it's a way for me to communicate to her uh, as I read Scripture and, and then write what's going on in my life, what I'm struggling with you know, what I'm asking for forgiveness for, mm-hmm. how God's challenging me, and then I cast vision, just talk about how much I love her, things I'm seeing in her life as a two-year-old. She just got potty trained. So we've <laughs> it's been, a big I've, milestone. Yeah, I've been writing about that a lot and just the joy that she is in my life. And, you know, I would love to have something like that from my grandfather. And uh, I'm, I'm, my prayer is that when she's 25 or 30 or someday she'll be reading that. And that's going to, long after I'm gone, when I've flown away. When uh, you're with Jesus. Yes, that uh, that will spur her on to want to continue that relationship with Christ and with me in heaven. That's sweet. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. You bet. So that that's a huge motivation. You know, that gets us really to the end of Judges mm-hmm. 8 because that is my focus. I see how easy it is to get off track. There's another document actually that I have that I didn't bring that it's what I say yes to. And so I know that when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. And I don't want to say no to the To the, the big prior. rocks. Exactly. And I want to finish strong. And so Gideon did not finish strong. Somewhere along the way, uh, he lost his way because mm-hmm. you look at the end of Judges 8 and, you know, the uh, verses 24 through 27 talk about him. It, it's interesting because at first he says, hey, they want to make him king and, you know, they want to elevate him. And he says, no, follow God. Mm-hmm. But then he says, and follow this 
golden idols. So he mm. he gets these rings uh, from the people that want to elevate him, and and he uses them, you know, to form an idol. And then verse twenty nine it says, "Oh, and by the way, Gideon took on a multitude of wives." Mm. And then in verse thirty three it says, "And." Basically, he didn't disciple his kids, that it came about as soon as he was dead, the sons of Israel again played the harlot with the, with the Baals, and the sons of Israel did not remember the Lord their God. And so that to me is why discipleship, it's a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's with my kids, my grandkids, and it's with men that are here at Watermark. And I know I was, uh, Lucina and I had seven, eight years of very, very difficult marriage. And it was largely because I was not the man God needed me to be mm. uh, as a husband. And so just getting to spend time with young men before they get married, after they get married, uh, I can identify with the journey and just try to help them again in faithfulness today. And it's never too late. I often tell myself and others, it's never too late to be faithful today. Doesn't matter what I've done, uh, what my past is, or where I am. You know, God gives me a new day every day. And so, you know, I want to just make sure that that uh, that's my focus. So good, Kyle. I mean, I'm really encouraged. You mentioned your granddaughter, Charlotte. Yes. She's two? Yes. All right. So around the around the right age, Fridays— we release an episode of Join the Journey Junior recapping the Bible stories that the grown-ups are reading, mm. but for kids. And so it's a Friday. We'll put that link in the episode description. If you're a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, it's a great resource for you to get to share the truths you're learning about with the kids in your life. So we'll link that. Kyle, thank you for being here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Amen. Thank you, Emma. Great to be with you. Great to have you. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.